Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. Whatever you're listening, however you're listening, we appreciate you guys so much for tuning in once again uh, for another healthy dose of conversation that concerns the kingdom. Um, we're just so happy to be here once again. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Derek Anderson Jr. and Demetrius Halliburton. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Hey, I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. That's great. That's great. So, as always, I know I can speak for everyone. Once again, this is great to come here and have a space where we can talk about kingdom topics. You know, you go out in the world and, you know, you speak to everyone. It's everything. It's all kinds of conversation going on, everything except the kingdom. So, you know, it's great to have some people you can come in fellowship with that you know um, are heading in the same direction you are, same beliefs that you have to fellowship. Everyone uplifts and strengthens one another. So uh, today we'll go into, you know, our topic that we have for today. And today we're basically going to be uh, conversating on the topic of how society or the world is seeming like it wants to shape uh, men and women in this culture. We know in kingdom culture, Elohim has his rules and regulations and it's a culture. The kingdom has its own culture. Uh, that means with a culture, they have their own lifestyle, their behavior patterns, their ways of doing things. And also with the world, we know that they also have its own culture, especially American culture, you know, different countries, you have different cultures. But in the world, you know, um, we know the enemy, he's basically trying to mimic everything the father does. So he wants to have his own culture, stuff in his likeness and in his image. So today we just wanted to discuss um, the type of behavior patterns, the lifestyles that the world is trying to push on men and women or the likeness and image they want men and women in. Um, I know for me, when I was growing up, what they told its all it was was somebody that can go and provide for, you know, a family, can make a bunch of money and all this other stuff. You know, you had to be strong. You couldn't be crying. You know, ain't no man out here crying. He emotionless. He, you know, he don't talk about his feelings and stuff like that. And at the same time, it was kind of like a hypocrisy. They'd tell you, like, you're here on one side, you know, you're supposed to get married and, you know, uh, have your one woman with her and stuff like that. But they also said ain't nothing wrong with having something on the side, too. So, you know, it's like, which one is it? You know, <laughs> like, am I supposed to be faithful? Am I supposed to be unfaithful? I mean, if I'm be unfaithful, I might as well just not marry. It don't make no sense. You know, so, you know, growing up, I, you really didn't have too many uh, role models people that you could really say like, now that's a man right there. You know, a lot of what I was growing up in was just a lot of people in the gang activity, you know, that that's what a lot of the kids were doing. And we know a lot of gang activity comes from having no fathers in the home, having no role models and people like that, that you can mimic after, um, you know, following their footsteps, somebody to be a pattern for. So a lot of men were just left up to themselves to just, figure it out where do we figure it out from i know and you know our it was music you know you figured it out from your local artist i mean i drive around town today and if you you ride by a school you just see like little versions of the latest rappers that are out right now you know and and that's who's developing our men and stuff like that and when it came to the women you know when we were growing up you know they just they were really telling you just you know you had to cook you had to clean that's what they were telling the women. You had to pick you a man, be faithful to him. It don't matter what he did to you. You know, you got to stay. Even some people would tell you if he abused you, he was hitting you, you know, you still stay and all this other stuff. 
But at the same time, there was breeding and women, you know, we, we stay in such a sexually inundated culture, you know, that uh, they were telling the women ain't nothing wrong at the same time. If you want to go and have your fun and, you know, sleep around and wear your loose skirts and all this other stuff. And, you know, it's more hypocrisy. It's like, okay, am I, is she supposed to be faithful to her husband or is she going to go out here and be loose? But, you know, nowadays it seems like they teaching, you know, everybody can go out and have their fun and then you settle down when you're ready. But it's like, how do I know if I'm ready? If you, I ain't never been taught. I've just been having fun all these years. So, you know, I, I can let some people uh, chime in on this. Go ahead, Demetrius. That made me go first. No. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. And, and uh, the culture or I guess the, the new norm for a lot of I, – I, I say mostly in the black community because – uh, like we know, we grew up in, in these different neighborhoods where it was like gang infested. I personally grew up in an uh, area that it was just that. And so I feel like they do have role models, but it's a role model to them. And so like in, like when you, when you said pattern, I felt that was the, the answer to that was they have a pattern. They're going to pattern what they see. And and the other thing is fathers not being there. So without a pattern there, and then also a fatherless society that has a uh, a substitute is is placed there. And nine times out of ten is usually music. And I and I hate that this is that we're so moved by music because I th- and I know why because it touches the emotions and it makes you feel certain things and feel better uh, in certain instances and things like that. And it's really uh, just due to a, a lack of knowledge of uh, the word, but when you think about music, it, it becomes the new cultural norm or the new image of, like you said, men and women. So, for instance, the, the what's their WAP? What's the what's the video WAP? Worship and praise. I think that's what it was. Wow. But yeah, I it, think that's what it meant. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, that's like you said on Twitter and social media. That's what's that's what's uh, talk, everybody's talking about now. And that's how you can tell, like, music is is the new, like, the replacement for fathers. And then I had posted something where uh, I reposted something on the social media platform, and it said that uh, rich rappers send their kids to private school while their music sends your kids to the morgue or to jail. And you can just feel the hate. You know, I was getting all type of messages of people saying, you know, you shouldn't say that. That's dangerous. You know, I was like, what do you mean dangerous? with me saying that and so like at this point in time is the new the new god i feel like is people follow that and they base their life uh on music or the influence of these uh celebrities and they become their uh their role models like you said and so i can see how that um could change the image of what we think men or women should be. Just to piggyback a little bit off of Demetrius, like he was saying, it's, you know, it's really the music, the culture that's produced. I was thinking about this. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It's just like, you know, black people really didn't have a culture. You know, we had to create one, or I should say one was created for us with the push of, you know, the, the rap or hip hop culture. Uh, a lot of black people um, consider that to be our culture here in America. But the thing is about it is just the way it, you know, it degrades women, the way it 
um, portrays the black male as the one who has, you know, lots of women, lots of money, lots of jewelry, somebody who is just living, you know, their best life is what people say. Um, but the thing is, is that we adapted that as our culture. So, you know, it's been promoted so much that these rappers, they're not the ones making millions of dollars. Most of the time it's their managers or the company that they work for. But a lot of times, you know, it's being pushed out there and that's what black people see. And, you know, they attach themselves to it. And it was a recent post about uh, somebody put up a white Jesus and was like, you know, um, they need to take this down. Well, the thing is, a lot of black people don't attach themselves now to Christianity because they didn't see themselves in it. You had a, a white Jesus and the, the Christian religion um, was really uh, made to benefit, I'll say, white people because it was used to keep, uh, at the time dur during slavery, it was used to keep um, black people in bondage. So black people didn't associate themselves with that. They associated themselves with rap music or the, the hip hop culture. And so when they did that, that's how they became. And then like Demetrius was talking about in Octavian talk, growing up in those environments, those environments produce the type of actions that we see today. So, you know, with the relationships being the way they, they are, if this is all people seeing and, you know, the type of environment, if that's what they're taking in, that's who they're going to become. It's kind of hard for them to be, you, you know, the image, um, what should I say, uh, uh, to be, well, um, I'll say this, to have a kingdom-minded relationship because your mind is filled with so much junk. And a lot of times that's what it's going to take. It's going to take them changing their thinking, but they've got to be you know, introduced to something else. And that's what's missing a lot of times, I'll, you know, I'll say in the black community or even, you know, the, the toxic relationships where, where the question is, we talking about black people, what about other races? How do they make it work? They make it work because they have a culture that has shown them how to make it work in their own way. Uh, if you look at Asian culture, a lot of times for them, it's all about, um, what is it, honor? It's not about doing what you want to do. At, at a young age, they taught, you know, this is, you're going to be a doctor. And so that's what they groom their children to be. Um, if you look a lot of times in, in the white community, you, you may see people get divorced after divorce after divorce, but they make family work because they value families. But in the black community, I mean, all the thing we value is making a lot of money. And, you know, I know we used to say stunning on somebody else. So a lot of times what happens when it comes to black people is that we have no foundation. Um, and so that a lot of times that, that, that's what I think it is. And, like, you know, Demetrius brought up about the, <laughs> the WAP video. Like, I mean, that's what's glorified in the Black community. So this is what a lot of Black children try to be, even though, you know, they may say to themselves, I don't want to be like this. If you continuously watch, listen to these things, this is what you will become. So, and, you know, it says in the Word, the Word comes by hearing, I mean, faith, I'm sorry, it comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. And that's what, that's what it takes because as long as I, you know, I stay in prayer, I'm continuously read the word. I'm taking it in. I'm able to live it out. So these, I mean, these kids are taking the same principle and these kids become adults. So that, that's the way I really see it. Yeah. Um, you know, you guys really went heavily into the music and a lot of people really don't like to believe that music influences in any form or fashion, period. They think you can really just listen to it and your life totally be detached from it. Like you could just listen to it for, for enjoyment. And then after that, you know, it, it never appears in your, your life at all. And I know for me, like music has made me make, you know, decisions in my life that I look back on. And, you know, I'm just like, man, I wish I hadn't did that. 
or I wish I would have, you know, done, uh, did it another way. You know, um, there was a time I sold drugs when I was in, uh, got, got out of college and I only did it because I heard a rap artist told me I could do it. Like, you know, I was, I was broke, you know, sitting here thinking like, man, like, what, how could I make money? How could I make money? And I was listening to a young Dolph record and he would just constantly talk about like how he became a boss and he got all these cars and money and all this other stuff because he was rich because he sold drugs. And I was like, man, if young Dolph can do it, I know I can do it. And have, immediately, go ahead. <laughs> how much did you make uh, doing what you're doing? I really don't remember how much I, how much I made. I didn't do it for a long time, but it, it was definitely like some thousands. Like some thousands, we had oh, got so enough make to a like million, a, like they be like they be rapping about. No, we, we only got up to a three man operation, you know. <laughs> and I ain't gonna disclose the other two men. So, <laughs> <laughs> but we we definitely, you know, we provided for ourselves for a while. You know, we didn't have to do nothing else. But you know, all all this started because a rap artist was in my ear constantly telling me that you know he did it. So I was like, well, shoot, I can do it. You know, and he was the one who influenced me to do it, you know, and, and people like to think that, you know, it doesn't influence you, but it does. You hear so many, it was a rap artist that just died not too long ago. Um, you know, it was an accidental overdose and stuff like that. And he was like, his, his favorite rap artist was the one that got him into doing stuff like lean and drugs and stuff like that. Just listening to him. And, you know, you, there's so many people in the industry that these people look up to if you just study their life and study what happens to them. Like, yes, they got the money, but look what everything that came with it for what they did with their life. Is that what you really want? Is this, is this who we're looking up to? The constant ending of relationships, hopping from woman to woman, they always seem like they're unhappy, getting cheated in the money, they're strung out on drugs. I mean, is a mil millions of dollars worth all that? You know, so... And when you hear a lot of black people just say culture, I mean, they're literally just talking about like a lot of them are just talking about the music, what the music says and the music they listen to. They literally have uh, shows that are called State of the Culture. And all they do is talk about, you know, what's happening in music. And it seems like that's all, you know, the culture of black people are satisfied with is just talking about music, not how we raise our families, how we teach our uh, kids and our men, you know, our men, our women. You know, how do we, you know, live amongst one another, caring for one another? How do we build businesses and stuff like that? It's just what the latest artist then did and what he said he's doing. You know, it almost makes me think it has to come from like some type of slavery mentality of just people being satisfied and, and, and poorness. And you just, the one person that made it out, you're looking up to them and idolizing them. Like, man, if I could be like them, if I could do like, if I could just get some money dropped off on me because I had some, I could make a rap song. You know, instead of people just realizing, like, everybody can be wealthy, but not everybody's going to be that artist. How about you start you a business, do some slow wealth? Yeah, it may, may take you 10 years to be a millionaire, but I mean, that 10 years or something. And I don't think nobody's betting on them losing their life. So, you know, it, it, like DJ said, it's, it's just a lot of things that, especially in the Black community, the culture that we, you know, make, you know, the things that we cultivate that makes our culture, we need to really check our priorities and see, like, are we really doing this? Or are we just these social media justice warriors who can go out here and say a nice quote about how people are supposed to act, but you're not really doing nothing in your life. You're not making no type of change or anything like that. So, 
Yeah, and I also feel that um, on that issue, when you when you say people are looking at this image of uh, their maybe their favorite rapper, or I would just say entertainment altogether. And I think in the black community, that's what it derived from. Because even when you go back to slavery, the 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 brutality that was there, they all they had was music, and all they had was you know entertaining themselves in the time in between of them you know being uh, in bondage like that. And I think because it wasn't corrected, just like on the last podcast, we talked about the mental state of the black community. I feel that that's one thing that we don't talk about, you know? And so you have to think about it over so many years, 400 years of slavery, then another hundred of Jim Crow. And then you look at it as no mental, um, you know, proactive units or proactive programs were put in place to help black people identify, hey, you've been damaged. And it's a, and it continues to go generation after generation after generation. And then you have a system that is not really designed for blacks to come in for intricate system. And I'll just share something briefly. I'm, I'm working with someone in a political uh, realm for a local government in our areas. And uh, I won't disclose that person's name, but just talking with that person, um, partnering up with them to find out that a lot of things that's going on like in our communities is hidden and so intricate in the different legislation that is money there, is resources there. Uh, and most of the time, it, it makes me upset because at the, at the end of every problem is economics. So you probably can name any area that we, uh, have a have a deficiency in even in the black community it can go back to I say I say altogether. So any issue that we see uh, in in the United States, I, if you trace the dollar back, you'll find the root of it, because because greed is at the end of all of it. And so with them taking our fathers out of the out of the homes and the education system that they put in place for us to learn <laughs> and all of that as a result and when you take out a father or you take out those things out of the resources out of the community they're left with what they started with which is entertainment and so that becomes their role model because that's all they know and that's all that's been passed down and so like you said as far as like people looking up to these basketball players and things like that um and what they don't understand because we live in a microwave uh get it quick as i can type of type of society that when you you can meet somebody that has a business, multiple businesses, and they may not look like your image of your 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 favorite rapper or things like that, but these people got businesses, assets, you know, leaving legacies for their family, but they don't look like the image that you see on TV. You'll rather get it from your favorite rapper because of the the fame or whatnot. But in reality, they are they're uh they're not really business owners. A lot of them work for different companies and and the people that, that's putting them on the front lines, they calling all the shots. And unfortunately, because money is the root of it, and I go back to economics, they'll go out there and sell their soul. And you come up with these videos with two women talking about their genitalia and saying, you know, this, this having this, putting this image out, like this is glorified. This is where we at now. And so with that all being in place, it's like, it, it makes me upset because as we've been getting tricked with the same old game, you know, and it's time to cut out of, you know, and so 
you know, I end on that. But last thing, as far as the uh, the role model thing, um, and I want to make sure I stay in on that thought. Um, I think it's important for them to know the statistics of things because when you look at the statistics of someone coming out of the out of the uh, out of a low income neighborhood that goes into the NBA and things like that, it's like a half of one percent or a third of one percent you know, for every hundred person who gets into the NBA. And you can, you can, to this day, you can count up the number of NBA players. I don't know the exact number, but up against millions, hundreds of thousands of people that have businesses that are doing good, that are probably doing well, better well off than these, these uh, basketball players or these entertainers, but because music has became a god in our communities, we'd rather look to that in the quick way out. And I, I just think that's, that's horrible for us. And it's gonna keep pushing us down, you know. What do you think about that, DJ? I mean, man, I completely agree. I mean, you touched on it as far as getting into the entertainment, uh, even with the whole slavery aspect, like I was gonna hit on that. So, I mean, I agree with all of it. And uh, I'm gonna kind of switch gears, if that's okay with y'all. I'm gonna, uh, stay along the same lines because I know one thing that we really been talking about is is the problem. Like we've been really trying, we really been talking about the root of it and, and how to get to it and where it comes from and all that. Uh, but I also want to offer a solution. So for people who actually recognize this as an issue, recognize that you know there are things that we see in society that are dictating the way that we act. Well, how you know they want to know how uh, can they break free from it? How can they have a kingdom marriage um, or a kingdom kingdom minded relationship and i say that because if you don't go into um, a relationship um having uh uh let, let's say me if i was gonna have a girlfriend like i would date only to marry i wouldn't go into dating you know just to have fun or just to have sex i mean that's not a kingdom kingdom minded relationship so um really just to offer a solution for, for that because I know that that's the problem that um, Octavian really brought up or the issue that, you know, he sees is just how people are operating today in relationships and just the toxicity of it. And a lot of it has to do um, with, you know, a lot of what we talk about, but a solution would just be really changing the way you think. And we know in order to do that, you have to uh, repent. And we know that's what repent, repentance means is to change the way we think. And then we have to come into, um, uh, what should I say, a kingdom teaching. And then also we have to stay in the presence of the Father. So the thing that I really just want to bring up is that what it requires in, in a kingdom marriage, I know all three of us are married with families, it requires knowledge. Even, you know, we all got married young. So it was a lot that we didn't know that I know we know now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just you have to have knowledge in order to operate uh, as a kingdom marriage. I know that's the goal because um, the family, that's where the anointing is. The anointing lies in the family. And, you know, if you look at Abraham, um, that he was chosen because the father knew he would raise up his kids. You have to understand that having a family or everything we do or even life in general is not about you. It's about, you know, being a man, you're the source. You, uh, I think, I don't know if it was Octavian or one of y'all said, he, you're the pattern. You're, you're who, who people look after. And if that father is not the pattern that the family needs, if he's not uh, 
what should I say, uh, born again uh, man with the kingdom mindset, then he's going to um, basically be poison to their family. Because I, I mean, I even watch my wife sometimes. I'm like, my, my wife would do something. I'm like, I do that. And I'm like, my wife is really picking up on things, you know, habits that I do. And I'm like, that. that's where, you know, I look at myself and I'm like, I really set the pattern for my family. So a lot of times, it, I mean, the issue is the men. Uh, and I've said this before and I'll say it again and I'll make it brief, but I remember going to a, a women empowerment thing. My wife took me, I don't know why she took me, but she took me <laughs> and they were just in there the whole time. They were just dogging me and just saying, well, dudes do this and they do that and they do that. And everything they said, because they said a dude did it, they felt like it was, a, all the women felt like it was okay for them to do. So I'm like, they don't even realize that they're um, associating what what um, is considered their morals based off what another man does. And I'm like, that's, you know, it's so dangerous for men, especially black men, to be out of order like this because it's hurting the community. I, I know all of this was done on purpose. I know uh, that with the after dark dads and the, the, you know, even during slavery, how they would make sure that the family couldn't look towards the father because, you know, they, you had, what was it called? Um, was it buck breaking? That was one. But a lot of things to devalue, for the family to devalue the father, to, to show that he wasn't a protector. They did things like that in slavery. So it, it was, a, um, it, it's been done by design. But I just wanted to say that because, you know, there's really one solution, you know, and if a woman is looking for a uh, kingdom man, then the thing that she should do is be in position. She should be working. That's what, if you look at, uh, what's her name, Demetrius? What's her name? Re Rebecca. She was one. She was working. Rebecca was working. Mm -hmm. So you should, you should really be working because you have to present yourself as somebody who is valuable. A lot of women are looking for a man who has everything, but what do you have to offer? What do you have to bring to the table? And so that's the thing we have to look at. And then, you know, we need men who are patterns. One thing that comes to mind is the scripture. Um, I forgot exactly where it is, and I'm going to paraphrase it. But um, the scripture says that you'll know, like, the times are coming to an end and stuff like that when you hear teachings of people talking against marriage and telling people not to get married. And that's really happening today. Uh, you know, there's a lot of like if you look like in social medias and stuff like that among the younger generations, they they really don't really care too much about marriage. They now they, they care about you know getting their sexual desires off, but they really don't care about you know staying with someone for the rest of their life. I mean, they they've done studies in Japan and they don't they don't care about marriage at all. They're just like I care about my career. And if I feel lonely one night, I could pay somebody and then be gone and do my stuff in the morning, you know, go back to my career. So talking about all this culture and how we are and things that we can learn from this culture and where we are now, people have to understand, like, you have to pay attention to the lifestyle you're living because you're sowing seeds and you're going to reap a harvest from sowing those seeds. Like a lot of people talk about, you know, for the few people that still want a marriage, who want a, a, a great man or a great woman. You have to, it's just like what DJ said about the women, you have to be working, you have to be showing some type of value. You know, the way you carry yourself is your type of value. Like the, in the culture that we have today, like the, the lifestyle that men and women ha live, it just, it just devalues them. 
you know, to where it's like they say, like a woman, a man can say, I want a, a loyal woman, a good woman, you know, uh, as we know from scripture, people always say a proverb 31 woman. But it's like the way men carry themselves today, you only promote temporary things as a reason of why you should be attracted to me. You know, I got a lot of money. You know, I could take you on vacations. You know, um, I got six pack abs. You know, I got sex. I have sex with you real good. You know, all, all that stuff is temporary. So if you if you're putting out temporary bait, you can't be surprised when you get a temporary thing. You know, you get it back in return. You know, you get a woman who only wants you for those things and then she's gone when you lose them. And then you're like, I thought she loved me. Why would you think she loved you when she came here for the stuff that you was you was promoting to her? You know, uh, same with women. You know, the culture teach you get half naked, show your breast. Show, and it's like it just seemed like that's the only value women think they have today is their physical assets and everything after that if they don't have that that's why a lot of people women who don't feel like they're you know beautiful or something like that they're just in this society they just feel like they're almost useless like they just they ain't got no purpose you know and that's really sad so a lot of these women who down here they're showing butt breast thighs whatever it's like that's temporary you're gonna get old one day so if you're using that to catch a man like why would he stay with you when you get like 60 why you think you found a man who's going to love you for you? No, he loves you for what you, the, I mean, the features you was born with. And when those go, when those go away, why do you expect him to stay? You know? So it's, it's like the enemy has the world so confused. They're so trapped in darkness. They're just so walking by blindness. You know, they, they're thinking that they can just be out here doing things and living a life the way they want to. You know, I, I say it all the time. You can't live life the way you want and then expect to get everything that you, you know, you need. You know, you, you just can't be out here just like, I'm going to do whatever I want and then expect to be no consequences to come behind it. Like, it, it, the world don't work that way. Like, if, if you want a, a certain thing, you have to know exactly the work you have to put in, the seeds you have to sow, how to get there. You know, you, you just can't just... You know, it's just, it's just almost insanity to think like I can live how I want and get everything on my wildest dreams. Like it, it doesn't work like that. So, yeah, you, you make a lot of sense on that. As far as uh, I, I caught on to when you first said it. You said uh, uh, basically when you fishing, you get what you with the bait you put out. So if you if you show your assets without the the extra words on the end, if you showing all of that, then that's who you going to. <laughs> Uh, attract and and whatever you attract you got to keep it going so and and unfortunately a lot of people i don't know my wife don't she's not included in this one but uh a lot of women get ugly when they get older you know so if you if you had everything popping and whopping and then start dropping <laughs> then then that's that's all you so so what's gonna happen what you the bait that you use to get that person Somebody else gonna come with that same bait and your bait then dry it out. So, you know, whatever you put out there is what you're gonna get. So I think the issue that we see, we have another, again, we have celebrities and people that don't understand kingdom, the covenant, how it started, what it means, how a relationship should be, how to be a friend to their spouse, how to utilize submission correctly. Because generally, we got one side saying, well, I, well, my grandparents stayed together, you know, and they did it this way. And we, we don't have the same, you know, 
basically we can't do the same thing because that's the old school love, you know, type thing. And little did they know, you know, Uncle P-Type was beating the skin off of uh, Auntie Mary, you know, and but they stayed together because of the culture that they had then. So even with that, not saying that all of them are bad, but a lot of them were still founded off principles that still against the kingdom. It was just, you know, you just stay together, you know, type thing. And then now today, we got, uh, was it polygamy? I think it's what it's called. You know, dating multiple, having multiple. I'm like, first of all, that's too much work, you know, first of all. But secondly, you know, the kingdom is saying, and the way the father set it up, we keep trying to make our own, own systems when it's already one in place. And then as far as solutions, when we talk about how to find a wife, how to find a husband, you don't find them, you know, you follow the word first, because one thing that me and my wife learned, and we'll be going on four, four years of marriage this coming Wednesday, and we're going to do a marriage retreat, and we're going to make sure, oh, she just corrected me, that Thursday. So, <laughs> so anyway, but on that day, we reflect on things that we can work on. So like DJ was saying, um, it's knowledge that, that works in a marriage, not love. Because, and that's what, in today's society, that's the leading reason why you get married or, you know, why you like somebody, because you love them. And so that's what is, that's what is uh, the foundation, the principles of that marriage is, is set upon. And so that's why it fails, because when an issue comes, you're just looking good. And, and when you put these roles together, you just look good and you're cooking clean. And that's all you bring to the table. And all you bring to the table is a check to the house. So she can pay her bills or you can pay for her to get the way she look. And so there's no communication. There's no knowledge being dispersed. And then what women have to understand is nine times out of 10, most men don't want to see everything. Not wife, you know, talking about wife, you know, we don't want them all out showing everything. That's, that's horrible, you know, but unfortunately in our community, that's what's being pushed. But women are so powerful. And they, they have to understand how to utilize their power. And their power comes through submission. But unfortunately, they think submission is, you know, you, you, you got a leash on you. And, you know, I'm walking you around. You know, it's not that. We know you have power. Women have power. But it's, it's when they submit that power to help with the man's vision that the father gave them. So, again, when the man works for, and I'm shortening it up, uh, when the man is looking towards the father, then that wife will appear because she's looking at the same thing. And so it works better because we understand how to uh, work that marriage according to how the father established. But anything other than that is a replacement or a substitution and it's not going to work. I mean, just, it's just that simple. I mean, you're completely right. And a lot of times what it is, is uh, people are meeting these conditions. So, you know, that's why the term unconditional love exists, because um, a lot of people are, I mean, that's what they have. You know, they mean that, like Demetrius said, they mean the condition where they look good. Well, now they don't look good no more. Now the, the love is conditional. So, you know, I don't love them no more because, um, you know, they, they don't look good anymore. So they let go of the relationship. And a lot of it is, it, you know, it goes back to the word once you have that foundation in the word, and I used to tell my friends all that. I'm like, man, y'all need to go. I would say then, this was back when I first got born. I would just say, you know, y'all need to go to uh, to church with y'all girlfriends. 
And I was like, so y'all can build a foundation. But now I understand it is really because y'all are getting the same type of teaching. Y'all be on the same page and y'all can build from what you're learning. It's all about the teaching is what it's really about. Again, it goes back to knowledge, having the knowledge in order to grow from, you know, and the thing about marriage is, you know, it's becoming so taboo in this uh, country, or I should say in the world, is that it's going to be harder to have a marriage now. Like, you know, people are going to be, you know, you hear somebody saying, well, you ain't got to stay, you know, they telling you, is a, everybody says, you know, a bunch of fish in the sea. So, I mean, it's not going to be, uh, what should I say, uh, dating for marriage. A lot of it is just going to be dating for fun or, you see a lot of now is just couples who, uh, we, you know, in the country, we call it shacking. They just shack. They just live together. They still say they got a family, though, but they shacking. There's, and a lot of them say they're born again, but there's no covenant marriage. There's no uh, commitment. And that's what people don't want to do is because they feel like once you do that, that you're getting, um, they say, the government involved. But it's so much more. And marriage isn't honorable anymore because of just people values it in the, the ways our mind have been conditioned. So that's why I say, you know, it really, ha it takes changing the way you think. And uh, that's one thing, especially having my brothers here that has really helped me is just even talking to them sometimes, it, they challenge my thinking. I'm like, you know what, they right. And so we have to be humble enough to realize that in order to live uh, a relationship or have a marriage that's pleasing to the father, that we have to uh, give up our ideas we have to take on his precepts his his ideas or thoughts about marriage how does it, forget how uh your friends feel forget how your family feels forget how a lot of people now uh they political party how your political political party feels about marriage how does the father feel and so that's what we really have to do is get back to um what is it that the father wants from us rather than what we want and I know that's it's hard now, especially with feminism existing, and, it, and it's all about doing what you don't, what you want without consequences, really. Um, but I believe we're out of time. Um, did you all have anything, any last words before we go? Yeah, I do. Uh, I think on the next one, we just need to, as far as we're talking about solutions uh, to that. So uh, for the listeners uh, that are listening in and tuning in, now they're probably questioning so what is a covenant marriage and what's the right way to do it and so i think we may just have to cover that you know so that at least they have some type of direction to go into yeah that's that's true because you know a lot of we don't want to be like those people that just sit here and talk about like a lot of problems and you really don't give any type of solution or, or how to go about do it so they they're still basically in the same position they're just the, except now they just like they don't know what to do or where to go you know so you're definitely right because it's 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 a steps it's steps and processes to do this stuff because you want to have stuff is 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 in a well of a place as it can be before you know you take that step into doing something so you know um but yeah that's that's all i have to say um so if that's it then we thank you guys for joining us again for this episode of the Kingdom Conversations podcast. If you made it this far, we appreciate it. <laughs> you know, you know, uh, we can be long-winded, but, you know, it's just, it's like that when you care about what it is that you're talking about. You know, when you really have a desire to, you know, uh, go out here and be a light on the hill, as, you know, uh, the scripture tells us, you know, to give knowledge and be uh, a representative for the kingdom. 
So uh, we thank you guys once again for joining us and Shalom.